much into Proton as I can. Proton's great, man. At least if you're, you know, I mean, Steam is doing a great job of hello maintaining it. Oh, Barry, yeah. how are you? What? Wait, we got some guests on. I love it. Guten Morgen. Ooh, what? That's right. Americans don't know about uh, the rest of the world. <laughs> what do you mean about the rest of the world? The entire world is in America, Kieran. <laughs> I, oh, I know this. I feel like so. I, I feel like non-Americans are like they're so eager to jump on something like that, like to say that <laughs> overly eager. I mean, it's not untrue, but I think they're overly eager to, to point it out. <laughs> I had the same conversation with with Cliff yesterday because of the wordle word it was Homer. He's like, "What's what?" You know, we were talking about what that was. And I was like, "Well, it's some American slang for a few different things." And he's like, "Well, it was also a Greek philosopher. Not everything was invented in America." And I was like, "Chill out." <laughs> What do you mean not everything was invented in America? <laughs> well, that's what I told him. I actually explained to him. That everything was and is? Yeah I, yeah, I said incorrect. The Greek philosopher from the 8th century BC was posthumously named after hitting a home run in American baseball because his influence on culture and education were thought there to be so go. That is exactly the correct yeah. history that I want on this show. Correct. And on that note, it is Friday. It is May 6th. And you're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, a show that brings you delicious tech news. And what am I saying? And all the hot takes you can handle. We're off to a fantastic start with Tyler Gates, Russ Campbell, and Aaron Bewley. And we have a couple of different people on the show with us. We've got, who all's on here? Kieran, we've got Darren. Tyler, are you present? Are you still on mute? He's still on mute. We may have to start the show over. No, I think we're good. I'm here. We did it. We're good. It's a great intro. We're just going to do it live. Uh, I'm doing good. I uh, I'm back from Vegas, and uh, I am very tired. Congratulations! Thank you. I'm like three cups of coffee in right now, and I still can't get the Vegas completely out of me. So I'm just sitting here, just kind of like a zombie. But you know, we're here. We're doing it, and uh, it's all good. How are nice, you, man? Well, you looked you looked good in those photos. You looked bright. You looked yeah, you know you shiny. You looked full of energy. I was, you know, I played a little bit of golf, so I was probably a little brighter. Um, the, the the lights reflecting off of my uh, sunburned skin, um, so that probably added to it. But you know, we uh, we had a good time out there, as as we usually do. It was a little different. I was telling Kieran this. I felt like Dell Tech World was. Uh, I feel like not as many people, maybe fully committed. I mean, I felt like there was just as many people at the event, but like organizations. I'm not sure fully committed to the event because I'm not sure they thought it was going to happen. Oh, um, yeah. You know, so like the expo area just wasn't as big as, as it normally is. There weren't as like there weren't the typical booths that I typically expect to see, and uh, the event was still great and it, and it went off in very much so the same way that we've we've all attended. But I did feel like I was I was actually talking to a few Dell people and I was like, you know. It just seems a bit smaller and like, oh yeah, it definitely is. It's just I I think that a, a significant portion. Of, of organizations were just unsure if they should commit to what I think is really the first major in com- or, or live conference um, or in-person conference that we've done to kind of get this thing back. So I expect next year will be um, bigger, but I, I still think there was, you know, 15 to 20,000 people there. I mean, it was place was banging. So it's a good time. Nice. Good. Did I hear Tyler? I finally Tyler? found my nice. mute button. I didn't realize I was nice. double muted. I'm all walking around getting coffee. And I was like, I guess he's on mute. Like, no. And that makes a lot of sense because uh, Kieran was ragging on us for uh, not being worldly. And he said, good morning, Alf Deutsch. And I responded in uh, 
what German I remember. And he's like, see, Americans don't speak anything. I'm all like, hey, hey. <laughs> so I, feel, I, I feel like I represent pretty well for this group of three. I have <laughs> so Americans last... don't know how to find the mute button? Maybe. Well, now when we're walking around. This is actually a, a telegram feature I'd like. Um, unmute the software mute remotely with mental energy. With your headset? With mental now, energy. The, the headset, that would probably be a lot easier to implement. Um, I was going straight to mind bullets. Nice. Well, they've already done one. They've already done one feature request, the reactions, which I think you hate, but um, I requested so nicely. <laughs> no, your, your conversation there, I have a friend um, I haven't seen in so long. Um, actually, you know him, um, Andy Zapata. He was the guitarist yeah, in, uh, in, in the Andy. band I was in in high school. So I ran into him at a, a taco place the other night on Tuesday. We were talking, I don't know how we got around to this, but he was talking about some interview process he was going through. He's bilingual. And they're like, oh, you know Spanish? He's like, no. No. Nope. <laughs> he's like, there's more than just two languages out there. <laughs> it's pretty funny. He's, he speaks That's English awesome. and German. English and German. and uh, But it's funny because his last name is Zapata. And anyway. But he doesn't know Spanish. So it's funny. All right. Anyway. Hey, um, does VMware just... Do you guys just work like four days a week? Thank you for joining, by the way, because I know you have the uh, the epic day off today. And it's fun to see Darren on as well. Do you guys just work four days a week? I have a day off. No, but today is not an epic day off. <laughs> oh, you're messing with me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm you're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I've just come up okay. three I, weeks of we, we basically We have a running joke now, and every Friday it rolls around. We say, hey, are we actually doing the podcast this morning? And the first question out of one of their mouths on Telegram is... Uh, or do you have the day off again, Tyler? Because uh, VMware is awesome, and we get days off all the time. Aaron will know yeah. about it soon. Let's let's great. be honest. Like, there's real meat behind this because we have we have not done the show probably no less than fifty times because it feels like it's like, <laughs> like yeah, I'm in the middle of nowhere camping right now. We're like, what are you talking about, dude? It's like Wednesday morning. Like, what what's going on? He's like, yeah, it's, the entire company's off today. So it's just like it's just a, it's a real thing, you know. We're not making it up. Yeah, I mean Fridays Fridays are supposed to be meeting light days or meeting free days ideally. Um so it definitely makes it a little bit easier to to jump in and and partake in some delicious tech news. Nice. Uh I can't yeah, say my that Fridays I, are I not having a meeting light Friday. No. I I want them, but it doesn't work out that way. <laughs> All right. Today's yesterday in tech history, the very first American in space. You hear that, Kieran? The first American in space. Have there been any Australians in space? Wait a minute. Isn't that the same as the first person? (laughs) It is. Why do they have... (laughs) (laughs) Was it the philosopher Homer? (laughs) The baseball player? (laughs) Baseball player. (laughs) Today's yesterday in tech history. May 5th. You guessed the year. NASA astronaut Alan Shepard becomes the first American in space when he makes a 15-minute suborbital flight aboard the Mercury capsule Freedom 7. He reaches an altitude of 115 miles, during which he experiences about five minutes of weightlessness. What year? 1483. 14. Russ, you're out. I was, I was going to say 65, too, but Kieran beat me to it. Yeah, I, I was thinking 67. It's 61. Wow. Ooh. Very yeah. Like 1961? 
<laughs> Correct. But like it's American. Like, we could go back infinite in history that. here. So, we got a lot of years to work with. Mm. No? Yeah. I'll, hold on. I'll update Wikipedia. Thank you. Thank you. Get that. Get that. 1618, the American <laughs> space walk. The latency here may push the date forward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What do we talk? We talked about uh, what was that book? What if? Serious scientific answers if, to absurd hypothetical questions. Yeah. What was yep. that on Monday or something? I ordered it. Yeah. Uh, gave it to. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. And uh, obviously, it had already arrived. I gave it to my uh, my ten year old daughter, who surprisingly actually loves because it's it's done by the guy who does XKCD, right? Uh-huh. And she likes drawing cartoons. She's never seen it, but she draws cartoons exactly like XKCD. It's oh, funny. that's awesome! I should show y'all. Uh, whenever I'm done, she drew one this morning. I'll send you. It's this multi storyboard thing. It looks just like it. It's hilarious. But I gave her that book that's last awesome. night while she was drawing that. And I said, look, there's a cartoonist who draws stuff just like you, who has crazy questions just like you. And uh, then I asked her this morning, and she read like half the book last night. So that's pretty cool. Uh, The the first one I showed her was the, if you started rising at one meter per second, what would you die from? Either (laughs) would you freeze to death or would you suffocate or whatever? So, But it actually, the the answer actually depends on uh, what you're wearing. If you're not wearing anything or if you're fully bundled up. So... It's you, pretty interesting. Read. Before freezing, that's interesting. Yeah, but yeah. that's why I love that book. Well, and the thing that I so I did learn something from it. The asphyxiation thing is more from so when you get up so high, the the oxygen content in the air is so thin that any oxygen. So it's it's the um, what is was the principle of um, uh, basically like this equilibrium where the oxygen density outside your body is so high that you can't hold oxygen in your veins. It seeps yeah, out of your body. Keep going in. It's yeah. kind of the same, same concept as the bends. Yeah. If you're uh, scuba diving and come up a little fast. Pressure's a the bitch, bends, as they say. Like the Mercedes bends? Nope. B-E-N- not like that at all. D-S. Yeah, I can't. I don't know whether I can do the D-Z sound with these things in my teeth. D-S. Yeah, no, it's a uh, uh, rapid depressurization for uh, scuba divers. Um, basically, if you're using, um, if you're not free diving, and you're breathing through an apparatus, so you're breathing uh, oxygen or like an oxygen um, nitrogen mix out of a tank. When you get really, really deep, and you're breathing that in, you're breathing it in in such a different pressure environment that if you come up too fast, it will violently leave your system, uh, and it can kill you. Well, that doesn't sound cool at all. No, it's not. Not even. Don't uh, don't scuba dive and come up quickly. You're gonna want to understand how to not die doing that. Hey, uh, I gotta, I gotta, (laughs) I gotta back up. Um, I realized that while we were poking fun at Kieran, that the first American in space was not the first person in space. I thought we knew that we were joking when we said that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yes, I just wanted to make sure that everyone was clear on that. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that was a joke. I'm Continuation not, of pre-show. Uh, nope. Yeah, nope. Not yeah. gonna. There was a Soviet. A there was a Soviet cosmonaut that beat him to space by uh, how many days is that? April twelfth, nineteen sixty-one versus May fifth, nineteen sixty-one. Who was it? So, like uh, Soviet cosmonaut days. Yuri. 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 Gagar- that's right. Gagar- yeah, Yuri. They they named a lot of stuff after Yuri, if I remember. Yeah, they did. Which I may not, but. 
And then less than one month later, Alan was up there. <clears throat> I'm going to step back just a minute as well to uh, to what Tyler said about the, the pre-show. You can also come and join us in the pre-show uh, in the TBP community. This is true. Yes, sir, you want to give me a link? Yes. I can't remember the link. I'm in there. <laughs> T. <laughs> T, like telegram, t.me slash tech breakfast. Just type that into your browser. You'll jump into our little uh, our Telegram chat. And then whenever we fire up these shows, you can join us and listen in live. You can join in the pre-show, which is uh, where more of the ridiculousness happens. But anyway, should we get to some tech news? Do you guys have anything? Have you seen anything? Anything you want to talk about? Mm, there's a war on passwords that I don't fully understand. Apple, Google, and Microsoft will soon implement passwordless sign-in on all major platforms. Hmm. Why are we? Why is there a war on passwords? Does anyone know? I don't understand. Probably because people are terrible at it, and, and yeah, just a source of constant pain and suffering. And they're so insecure too. At the end of the day, I mean, they can all be hacked. They can all be, you know, guessed, especially for the common public. Um, and I mean, even even robust passwords. I mean, obviously, you know, in some cases, it could take years of machine learning to ultimately figure out what your password is. But at the end of the day all passwords can be cracked. And so moving away from passwords and moving to, you know, tokens or other things, I think is is definitely a step in the right direction. NFTs? Okay, well, if that's the case, then, then yeah. how are we going to share passwords for Netflix? <laughs> Netflix was moving away from Ooh, that anyway. Asking so. the real questions. I'm just yeah, saying. To, well, who's, who's going to get there that. first? Are they going to uh, eliminate the password, or are they going to eliminate password sharing? And they probably should have just skipped the the jumped the shark. What's the? I don't. Yeah, jump the shark. Let's go with that one. That's and nice. and jumped right to password list. Uh, I just then they would. I'm just sitting here down. thinking, if if we're going to make logins contingent on like a physical device, I, I'm assuming it will be the phone. I, I hope it will, because I feel like if it's going to be like a YubiKey the world is going to not be able to log into anything because humans yeah, are going to lose that, that device. Yeah. Sure. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what this looks like, but it's just interesting because everything I've seen for these like passwordless entries are just like, you know, confirmation on a device and then entering a pin. I guess that just sort of takes away one step from me since I'm pretty much authenticating on a device for almost right. everything that All I do. Anyway. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I guess that just removes a step for me from my, you know, password manager to my device. It just sort of I guess it kills I guess it kills the password manager business, which is, you know, that's gonna be a struggle uh for those are guys. They all, are they all agreeing to the same standard? Or is are we gonna have different experiences? Uh I can pretty much guarantee Apple won't agree to any yeah. standard. App so Apple's gonna screw up whatever the general public comes up with, maybe just to mess with them. <laughs> <laughs> so according to, uh, the article, article says Verge, yeah according yeah. to an article from the verge it looks like apple google and microsoft have all agreed to implementing a fido passkey technology now if it's I'll all standardized it uh, yeah i'm not going to yeah, believe that for a hot second not, i'm not putting money on black put it that way but yeah they they all agreed on implementing nfc as well and then apple blocked everyone out from being able to use it so just saying yeah. didn't, didn't they get fined for that recently in the i believe they're getting Apple? fined for that currently yeah, but in the eu yeah the eu which i guess is not america i don't know karen can you confirm play nice or get wrecked <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't confirm. Uh, <laughs> <just> confirm. <laughs> what I mean, if if we let's use another example of standards that drives me crazy on on this show and in, in the world at large, we'll say even outside of America, since I'm learning there is there are places outside of it. The the USB C, which is a standard. I don't care what you say, mm-hmm. John Nicholson, and <clears throat> the they have USB C on some of their devices, but they can't even yeah, they come do. to an agreement on putting it on all of their devices. So maybe yeah. they'll be passwordless on half of their devices, but the other half will require devices moving forward. I, just to, I was just with to somebody that didn't have their charging brick for their Mac the other day, and I said, hey, is it one of the USB-C ones? And they looked at me like I was a lost puppy, <laughs> and, and then it what? turned out to be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they didn't know the difference between the USB-C or whatever fangled standard Apple decided to half implement across their devices. And so it was like, I asked them, because I have USB-C devices all over the place, and, right. and so I asked them if they had a USB-C port for charging, and they looked at me like I was crazy. They were like, that's not what we call it. Call it you mean like MagSafe? Or something? Were they I don't know. I don't know what the other standards are. Yeah, basically. Mm. I mean, yeah, it's it's in in Apple's world, it's either going to be USB C, Lightning, or MagSafe. But I think yeah, I think we, we we've talked light. about this previously on the show. Like, I don't think there's any disagreement, even from the Apple fanboys, and and I will you know proudly step out there as one of them. You know, you that, have that to be because you're our right. Apple well, correspondent on the show. Is, Lightning needs to die. Like, no question. Like, I mean, yep. I, I I completely agree. USB C has to be the standard connector moving forward. I would love to also see them actually support USB 3 and USB 4 speeds, um, with, especially with transfer from the phone, um, because it's like, you know, you're taking ProRes raw footage on an iPhone that you then have to transfer over USB 2 speeds. Um, not cool Ugh. and not ideal. You, you're, you're saying that Lightning is USB 2 speeds. Correct. Lightning is Gross. USB 2 only. Yeah. Ugh. I was, yeah, I was no. disgusted that it existed outside of the standard <clears throat> realm anyways. Now I'm more disgusted because it's also slow and dumb. I, I just enjoy yeah, that when it. I went to Vegas this week, I had my laptop, <clears throat> I had a tablet, I had my phone, I had my watch, and I just took one USB-C charger. I took my laptop charger that's a that's USB-C crazy. one, and it handled everything for me. So... That That's was quite the world nice. we want. The other thing, the other thing I'll say too is you have to remember when the iPhone five came out, and I don't remember what year it was, but when the iPhone five came out and they introduced Lightning, USB C wasn't actually like a true standard yet at that particular point in time, if I recall. It was still you still had the USB micro mini, I'm not even sure what they yeah. are, standard, which was a dumpster fire in its own right. And so I think I think the challenge that they had at that point in time was okay. We want to make our devices thinner, and this giant iPod connector is not ideal to suit that. And so we're going to come up with our own little, you know, uh, connector, proprietary, you know, in in you know traditional Apple form. Um, and, and then they made so much money on dongles, they decided to keep it for a decade. <laughs> and the other well, that too, yeah. Let, let's <laughs> let's talk about when that came out, and it was ten years ago in two thousand twelve. So, so just saying, they, they've had time. They could have more aggressively no, leaned into the have. USB standard. They could have defined the USB standard a little bit more coherently. Heck, they could have done a lot of things, one of which is just abandoning it once it was clear that they had lost any you know, headway and getting their way. 
And one thing they well, shouldn't have it, done was get rid of MagSafe. I think they should bring MagSafe, MagSafe back, good. but keep USB-C as a standard. What is MagSafe? MagSafe. MagSafe. Mag, MagSafe. Mag oh, MagSafe. Yeah. MagSafe. MagSafe. Yeah. MagSafe. No. So they did bring USB, or they did bring MagSafe back with all the say, new MacBooks. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's all the, the thing. All the new yeah. ones, and and they still MagSafe support cool. USB. Oh, it's awesome! Yeah, and they still support yeah. USB-C charging. Um, even even though, so like my MacBook Pro, my 14-inch MacBook Pro has the has the MagSafe connector for the power brick that came in the box, but I can still use any USB-C power brick to um to charge my laptop. Like I don't have to use the MagSafe adapter. If only that technology were available for phones. Yeah. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, can we go sorry let me go backwards to the password thing real quick um, so I was at a new location where I was setting up another TV and logging into my Disney Plus and yeah, this is were. the smoothest one I've seen so far it said just open your app on your phone I didn't have I didn't have to go like if you do YouTube TV you have to go to youtubetv.com slash sign in or whatever and type in a code all that kind of stuff Literally, mm -hmm. my phone was on the same network. All I did was open the Disney Plus app, and then it signed me in. It logged me in on the TV. Super cool. Right, that was the smoothest Disney. one I've ever seen. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, was, very cool. Very cool. There was the, another app I recall yeah. that does that as well. And it is, I agree, it's really, really cool. So if we get to this passwordless future, um, my, my mind started to go towards things like labs, right? So I, I often have teams that have systems that aren't tied to any, like, watch or mobile device or whatever because they've got demo environments set up and all this kind of stuff do we just imagine that there will be an option where you still use passwords or how do you do stuff like this man i think like most technologies that we have out there i mean let's be honest guys uh, we sold a tape library like three weeks ago right. so I, i'm pretty long sure passwords tape. are going to be around for a really long time <laughs> in some way shape or form it, 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 yeah. at the very least as a fail safe i mean it's the adoption of password lists is going to take a very long time so i will either have passwords to do for situations like you just said or another solution will prop up to be able to handle that right so yeah. i think yeah. i think that'll be what it is and and i, I even if it's like a create temporary password to be able to access such and such thing as opposed to having a permanent password like maybe that's the type of sure. thing that we would go through but i think that, this what, i think that one of two things either it'll still exist or we'll just come up with another eye or way of doing that is this what windows 11 was trying to lean into by forcing pins or having a default of pins not forcing pins but um, you, you the, mean or, for windows it, hello oh it's just a win yeah windows no, hello windows option. 11 os like on your well, desktop we know what you're right? talking about but that's well, a Windows I, Hello thing specifically. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know what it's, Windows Hello is. But my, it, my question was, is this is this leaning into the passwordless thing or is this leaning into uh, we want to look more like a mobile OS? I think it's leaning into the passwordless it thing because it's, it's a security feature specific aspect of the OS, but also it's on Windows 10. Like we moved to Windows Hello on my work, our work PCs. So yeah. you still have a password in the background that we still rotate every 90 days or whatever. But that... But you you can constantly log in with the same pin. So right. what's interesting about that is I think more people are going to forget those passwords because they're oh, not yeah. going to be using them over time. But nonetheless, that's that's it's a security specific feature in a, yeah. in an oh. attempt to move away from passwords. And then if you have the gotcha. IR camera on your PC, 
Windows Hello also does facial recognition. Yeah. yeah. For, okay. For Windows Hello is biometric, and if you don't have biometric, right. then you use PIN. Got it. That's correct. Yeah. Yep. And it's nice because instead of having to insert your password every time you need administrative rights for something, if it's a you know a PC where you even have access to that stuff, um, you can actually just use that PIN to authenticate over and over again as well. It's better. Nice. It's good. Okay. What else we got? Do we want to talk about, let's see, what's at the top of tech meme? Filing Elon Musk raises $7.14 billion for his Twitter bid from Saudi Prince Al Walid, Larry Ellison, Sequoia, Vi Capital, Binance, Binance, A16Z, and others. Ellison gives a billion dollars. I'll tell you one okay. thing. I did not like Ellison getting involved. Yeah. Elon Musk is a hero. We all know that. Larry Ellison is not. So that's all I have, but I, I don't was, like it. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was watching Squawk on the Street the other day, and Jim Cramer was like, and I, I know Tyler's not a fan of Jim Cramer. It's fine. <laughs> I, I like watching the first like 15, 20 minutes just to kind of get, you know, the feel of what's happening in the market and all that stuff. But Cramer's uh, first question whenever they were talking about um, additional investors was, where's Michael Dell in this? And the other guys on the show were like, what? What are you talking about? And he's like, well, I, I want to see like another smart billionaire, somebody that has money, somebody that I feel like can can grasp this and all that kind of stuff. And then he and then I was like, yeah, I don't think he'd be interested in this. And then he started listing other names uh, like Ellison. And, I, and that's when I was like, Ugh. I had the same reaction. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but at least uh, there's somebody that's making a major investment with Elon Musk that knows how to militantly get your money. Um, so uh, yeah, go. that's probably that's what we were missing. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were so so. Elon's already talking about charging corporations. Okay, yeah. I saw that money for tweeting, and then you got you got people supposing that it's not even going to be like you know regular fiat currency, and then it's going to be some crypto. I think that people hey, need to remember I, that get wild. Elon thinks out loud, though, so people need to remember that he's yeah, he right. just has this stream of consciousness yep. that just flows out into the open world. Like, t don't take anything that he ever says as concrete, unless he's going to say he's going to acquire a company. Then, then say that that's probably going to happen. But that that's that's the thing that I always think about whenever I see Elon Musk said X Y Z thing that everyone thinks is odd. I just sort of move past that and wait until it actually happens, you know, to see if, if something's going to happen. I, I mean, I, I think he's honestly taking a book out of like tax regulation. It's like people are talking about taxing businesses and rich people more and whatever else. I think he's like, what if we applied that to Twitter and, and maybe that funded Twitter and then we go from there. I mean, I literally think that's the type of thought process, you know, that he rolls through is just like throw as many ideas at the wall as possible, see which one of them sticks. And uh, I don't mind it. I'm actually, I'm actually kind of about that process. I like it. All right. Uh, here's another one that I want to get y'all's reactions on. Unless there's anything else on that. I don't want to move us off of it too fast. I just thought this was interesting. Okay. Going, going, gone. All right. Uh, sources. China has ordered government agencies and state-backed companies to replace foreign PCs with domestic ones, also running local operating systems. So like China made operating systems and then there's people mm -hmm. talking about well uh what if india does this too what do you, how do, imagine a world where people are only using systems and operating systems made in their country because of lack of trust between countries it's the easiest thing in the world 
It's 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 go. It it, it will be Linux, like guaranteed. So if okay. they do so that, that is a win for me because okay. I'll have there will be more Linux support around the world because I guarantee that will be exactly what it is. It will yeah, be just gonna each a locally made one hundred percent. That is what it would be. So if they end up doing that, then just expect that you know. If we're all interfacing together, you're going to see a lot more of things that I think Jack would enjoy um, because he likes, you know, decentralized and, you know, lack of ownership of things and things to be spread around. Well, that's exactly what will happen. I don't know if it'll actually change much for the average consumer, but I think that uh, if they go that route, it, it's just it'll be incredibly obvious. Just like just like when what was it? Huawei. Right. That's uh that's how you pronounce that that company's name. Correct. They yes. Whenever they got blacklisted, they're like, "We're coming out with our own OS." It was an Android derivative. Like, yeah, they, that's what's right. going to happen. Okay. And I'd like to see Thank it you. actually. I'd like to, I'd like to watch that. Um, I'd like to watch that space. I'd like to see that happen. You settled my state of confusion immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Is China going to build a Microsoft? Oh no, Linux. Okay, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Yeah, it's a thing. It exists. In fact, uh, Kieran is installing Linux currently, or probably is done at this point, if I had to guess. So, it's uh, Linux is good. Migrating. There you go. He's yeah. migrating. I'm not, not installing Linux for the first time. That's uh, that's a little rough. Not for the not for the first time. <laughs> Saying Pop OS. We had this yeah, discussion in the pre-show. What? Here's some Australia news. Whistleblowers. Meta deliberately took down pages. Capital P pages, as in like the thing that is a yeah, well, feature yeah. for uh, yeah for hospitals and other Australian institutions in 2021 as a negotiating tactic over the news bargaining law. Mm. <laughs> this was uh, the, the what was the news bar? I, that was the that was the thing that Australian news agencies wanted Facebook to pay to be able to post links. Was that the thing? I th yeah, I think I think that was it. Know, and they said no. And and in response, Facebook then deliberately blocked government and health care pages in Australia. <laughs> News bargaining. Does this law. sound familiar at all? It does. I remember sound familiar. that. Yeah, yeah. Law. I didn't remember the the pages part of it, but it's pretty interesting. Um, I, I mean, I guess it's their service; they can do what they want, right? Yeah, yeah but this seems like. Like roofing I mean, the ball and going home, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> but you can't. If that's not illegal, <laughs> you do what you yeah. want. Well, I mean, that's yeah. you know, that's the interesting part of a lot of this, and there's a lot of debate, right? It's like, uh, what can these private platforms do? The answer is these private platforms, whatever they want, do whatever what they, they want. want. <laughs> yes, that is what it. And it's it's amazing to me how difficult it is for people to wrap their heads around this, and, and that they're and not owned by a government entity. Yes, and then there's and, outrage, and, we and they always respond. Fought for that. I mean, this <laughs> is true. this is something that we struggle to defend on a regular basis. The right oh, yeah. of corporations in the United States to basically do whatever they want. Yeah, People have it, literally you died. Can't for have this. it both ways. <laughs> nope, you cannot. Yeah. And then there's outrage, and then the answer is always, as it was here, that it was done in error. Because who <laughs> can prove otherwise? <laughs> Who can prove otherwise? Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! So true. So what, really means, uh, what? What it was last year was Australia has now passed the News Media and Digital Platforms Mandatory Bargaining Code, which could force Facebook and Google to pay publishers if they host their content. 
Right. Okay. And then Facebook so said, eh, we're going to take down all your government and healthcare pages. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Get wrecked. That was, Don't worry about well, it. How about the them? Thing was, the, the thing was, there was a lot of pages that weren't news, but they were Facebook customers news and took them offline as well, which um, there was a lot of backlash over, which is why the okay. Facebook ended up reversing their decision. The um, <clears throat> So this has taken us back probably to a previous show, but it just, just to clarify the viewpoint from it, I can't even tell if this is Google or if this is Facebook slash meta. One day I'll get to the meta being normal, but the it says here in a quote, the Australian government's proposed law fundamentally misunderstands the relationship between our platform and publishers who use it to share news content. It has left us facing a stark choice Attempt to comply with a law that ignores the realities of this relationship or stop allowing news content on our services in Australia. With a heavy heart, we are choosing the latter. So that was a, a point. But then they show the share of time spent on all other websites being 50.8%, meaning between Google and Facebook, 49.2% of time is spent on them. Like yeah, it's a wild, yeah, yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> insane. So that the amount of leverage wow. that Facebook and Google have in this particular scenario is, is wild on top of not necessarily having to listen. I mean, I, they can just be like, okay, well, we'll just not be in Australia. I don't know. That's yeah, always an option they can support pick. that platform anymore. Bye. It's they crazy. can't. It, Take their ball and go home, as as Aaron said. And and of the advertising I, market in Australia, Facebook and Google are eighty percent of it, which is of course not surprising because I feel like that's probably true of almost like every advertising market, right? I yeah, mean, maybe outside of China. So, anyways, yes. interesting stuff. It's a, in China. This might be the forever debate. I feel like I feel like this can be here for a while, but I feel like we probably well, got to shut it down. Is, no, no, we absolutely do. But I mean, this is it's the constant struggle is the only way to fix a private entity doing something like this if you decide that it is somehow harmful to the public or completely, you know, off the compass, then you regulate. You you codify in law that they cannot sure. do that. And then a private entity has to do the thing. <laughs> so you you can't <laughs> just ask them to do what you want them to do. And then get upset when they take their ball and go home because they are a private entity. You can codify in law that they cannot do that thing. But then you have to also simultaneously recognize that you are asking the government to tell a private entity what to do. And you need to decide what side of that you're on before you push for it. So, Correct. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, yeah. Oh, anyways, that brings another Tech Breakfast podcast to a close. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Kieran, pleasure. Darren, I know you left, but thanks for joining us. Brian, we saw you on here listening. Next time, maybe you can throw some thoughts out there. Either way, we appreciate it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for sharing with your friends. And we'll talk to you next week. And hey, if you're on Apple Podcasts listening to this, go ahead and uh, slip down there and make it a five-star review for us. Love you. Later. Bye.